Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We all know the atrocities committed by Hamas and Israel on October the 7th. Now Israel is in a fight for their very survival Now, the toll on the Israeli people has been staggering and massive. Thank goodness there are groups like the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. They're right there on the ground in the middle of this every single day. They're distributing critical essentials for hundreds of thousands of suffering Israelis. There is a great need, which is why we're partnering with the IFCJ today. Every donation is so urgently needed Please donate. You can use your mobile phone, dial pound 250. And when prompted, just say the keyword support IFCJ pound 250 from your mobile and say the keyword support IFCJ. And your gift, by the way, right now will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Anyway, pound 250, say the keyword support IFCJ. And thank you for all your support. Ronald Reagan cut taxes cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run, half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. Ah, you bunch of irredeemable, deplorables, basket of deplorable rednecks is what you are. Yes, uh, isn't it great to know how how the Democrats really feel about the people that they talk about all the time? I know she's begun to hate everyday Americans, but I think we should use it once the first time she says I'm running for president. Uh, because you and everyday Americans need a champion. Yeah, she can use it once, but we know she hates everyday Americans. She's begun to hate everyday Americans. You know, the heart and soul of the country. Imagine if Donald Trump ever said it. There was a time in New York, multi-zillionaire Leona Helmsley, yeah, that we, the little people pay taxes. And she was excoriated big time for you know, saying that as a as a millionaire, billionaire, whatever she was, that a little only the little people pay taxes, and it was not always kind of taken out of context and unfair, but it didn't matter. There was a reaction to it. Why doesn't Hillary get the same reaction? All right, eight hundred nine four one Sean is our toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? I don't even have time to really get to this today. Project Veritas. This is James O'Keefe's group. They actually went out there and got a Hillary staffer on tape. Say that he can grab a female co-worker's ass a few times and he's not going to get fired. And they had another tape of of literally Hillary people saying, well, you can get rid of 
you know, those people that register Republican. We don't need those. little voter fraud action going on. But I'm sure the media will ignore that totally and completely because that's just the way the media rolls. What we are discovering, and there's even more leaks today in terms of WikiLeaks, what we are discovering is at a level worse than I ever thought there is a conspiracy. And the conspiracy is you've got a Republican establishment, you've got a Democratic establishment, you've got a media establishment, you've got a globalist U.N. establishment, and they're all basically aligned together, loosely, but definitely aligned together. And in the case of the media and their help and their contribution to the Hillary Clinton campaign, is it's incontrovertible. If you ever thought your media was was corrupt, now you know it's true at the highest levels. There's an interesting piece on TMZ today where they broke a big story. Now, we discussed in detail how you have Univision, uh, the head of Univision, urging Clinton to hit Trump harder. And we know that John Harwood is advising the Clinton campaign, and he was a debate moderator for NBC, and he's bragging how he got under Donald Trump's skin. You got the New York Times giving Hillary Clinton veto power. You have the Boston Globe coordinating to max her presence. You've got CNN, you know, analysts giving questions for a town hall to Hillary's campaign. Well, this is what we found out. This is now I have been told, and I'm looking into this seriously, that there might be a connection that this tape that NBC released. Well, this is what TMZ reports that. That sources connected with NBC tell TMZ, multiple sources tell TMZ, that sources connected with NBC, top network executives, knew about the video. This is the Billy Bush Trump video. Long before they publicly said they did, they wanted to hold it because it was too early in the election. And the sources say many NBC execs have an open disdain for Trump And their plan was to roll out the tape 48 hours before the debate so it would dominate the news cycle leading up to the face-off. And Billy Bush was bragging about the tapes in front of NBC NBC execs at the Rio Olympics. When was that, in July and August? 48 hours before the debate is when they drop it. So it dominates the news cycle leading to a face-off in the debate which took place Sunday night, which Donald Trump dominated anyway here. Anyway, so we're told that the plan to edit the tape to keep the focus on Trump and not Billy Access Hollywood, Bush, we're told was not going to air the portion where Trump and Billy got off the bus and Billy go to Trump and the soap start a hug. Our sources say the tape was going to be sanitized to protect Billy Bush as much as possible. Case in point, after the Washington Post ran the story, Access aired their footage And cut out the parts where Billy looked worse, saying things like, geez, your girls, blah, 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 blah. So they could hold it as they did and basically do the maximum damage coordinating with Clintons to hurt Trump and give their big donation. Now we also have the United Nations is attacking Donald Trump. You you want to talk about a nexus, conspiracy, corruption, if you want to know what the establishment really is, if you want to know what this this incestuous relationship that I have described over the years that exists, lobbyists are a part of it, 
Uh, you got politicians are a part of it. You got their staffs are a part of it because you got to understand how this works. Well, the, the, the lobbyists, they want the congressmen to do certain things and legislation that benefit whatever they're lobbying for. So you got the lobbyists. They meet the, the staffers of the congressmen and the senators, and, and then the senators meet those people because they have access to the staffers, and they all go out to dinner, and they all date each other, and they all have a little social club, and they all look down their nose at talk radio, Fox News, and Donald Trump. That's basically what it is. And it includes the United Nations. They don't want Trump there. Because Trump will probably throw their ass out of New York anyway and stop the United States from paying the majority of the bill. Why would they want that? You know, i got to tell you, if, um, if the country decides to elect Hillary Clinton, just telling you, you are electing the single most corrupt, the single most dishonest, human being ever elected to the office of the presidency. That's at stake here. And I'm going to tell you another thing. With the power of the court, anywhere between one and four Supreme Court justices she'll appoint, let me tell you, she will accumulate executive power and basically run roughshod over the Constitution, separation of powers, co-equal branches of government, and the courts will back her up. They will support If you think executive amnesty, which even Obama 25 times himself said was illegal and unconstitutional and didn't did it anyway, you think that's bad. And Republicans didn't keep their promise to stop it. They funded it and they always punt everything to the court. That didn't work out so well for Obamacare, which they pledged to repeal and replace. But all Obama has to do is threaten to shut down the guy. Hillary will do the same thing. She's going to run roughshod over Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan won't do anything to stop her. They're never going to use the power of the purse. They never did it with Obama. But this is what this election is about. You will elect the most corrupt, dishonest person to ever hold the office of the presidency. And, you know, you look at now we've got another WikiLeaks dump of 1,200 more emails that we're sifting through even as we speak. I can't keep up with this. It's so unbelievable because you have to sift through it and read every one. You know, even Hillary, what Chelsea Clinton, who they called a spoiled brat, Actually, credit to Chelsea Clinton. She expressed serious concerns about the conflict of interest at the Clinton Foundation and the access that the people that donated to the Clinton Foundation had to Secretary of State, her mother, Hillary Clinton. And what did we learn from the AP? That 55% of private individuals that Hillary saw as Secretary of State were donors or people that pledged to the Clinton Foundation. That is called bribery. That is called pay-to-play. And then some of those people even got Hillary to connect them with other foreign leaders. In the case of one guy, he got a contract to chop down all the trees. Where was it? In Colombia. And he got rich so he can donate more to the Clinton Foundation. So she tried to express it about the conflicts. She saw it, and she was called a spoiled brat. Now we see that ABC News... Uh, During the deadly earthquake in Haiti, which killed 150,000 people, I flew over Haiti with Reverend Franklin Graham in a helicopter. Then we went on the ground. I could not believe what I saw. Devastation that it was a couple of years after the earthquake. Anyway, ABC News during this time, you know, 150,000 people. The Clintons, Clintons ended up cashing in. People dying in Haiti and Clinton insiders We're separating out requests from friends of Bill or William Jefferson Clinton VIPs so that their business interests or contracts would get special treatment 
for relief for Haiti for crying out loud. And those that are not friends, big donors, they were put on the sidelines. Trump talked about all this today. It is what a powerful rally he had in Florida today. We also know that members of Clinton's team, look at the Catholic attacks here. Really? You got John Podesta out there plotting a Catholic spring where literally, you know, he discussed infiltrating the Catholic Church with progressive ideology to foment revolution. Well, that's Alinskyite stuff. That's Bernadine Dorn, Bill Ayers crap. That's how radical leftist she is. Unbelievable. Catholics, are you going to vote Democratic like you usually do? So disgusting. We also see that the the Clinton campaign has hatred for everyday Americans. Let me get the exact quote here because it's almost, you know, you, you, you can't even believe what she thinks. I know this is an email exchange between John Podesta and Jennifer Palmieri. I know she's begun to hate everyday Americans, but I think we should use it once the first time she says I'm running for president because, you know, you and everyday Americans need a champion. Yeah, I think so, too, although she hates everyday Americans. I mean, she hates you, hates all of you, has nothing but contempt for you. This is about enriching the Clintons. You know, so it even shows that Hillary's staff even has to give her notes in their speeches. When you get to this point, smile. That's how scripted and phony this woman is. You know, showing that the DNC vice chair is feeding information. This was, you know, my poor friend Donna Brazil about Bernie Sanders and what Bernie Sanders planned to do specifically in his campaign and an outreach to African-Americans, et cetera, et cetera. You know, this comes after the tape shows that Hillary Clinton calling Bernie Sanders voters basement dwellers. Now we got Bill Clinton say that if you're a Trump supporter, you're a redneck. You know, look, man, the other guy's base is what I grew up in. You know, I'm basically your standard redneck. The email shows she wanted to really cut your Medicare and Social Security benefits. But, of course, this is... Remember, Hillary Clinton said you can have one position privately and another position publicly. In other words, she can be a total lying phony. And she's perfectly okay with it. No wonder why she never wanted these, these speeches of hers released. Because she's admitting she's in bed with Wall Street. In bed with them and Bernie was right and Bernie was right. They sabotaged him. They totally sabotaged him. Anyway, you Bernie basement dwellers, you... You know, you average Americans, you, that she hates so much. How can you hate average Americans? What, what did they deserve to, what did they do to deserve this contempt except work hard, play by the rules, pay their taxes, obey the laws, and be good citizens that make the world a better place? Unbelievable. But she wants to cut Medicare and Social Security, but that's her private position. That's not what she says publicly. Yeah, she wants to control the borders, except she wants open hemisphere. Not open borders, open hemisphere. 600 million people can come to the U.S. That's going to be great for voting in the U.S. And then you got the whole media corruption. Washington Post, New York Times, NBC, Univision, CNN, basically Boston Globe, all of them, CNBC, all of them are corrupt and in Hillary's campaign. Extension of Hillary, pro-Hillary, you know, on every level. You know, she believes in global governance, unlimited immigration, corporate rule, 
My dream is hemispheric common markets and open trade and open borders. She said behind closed doors when nobody was listening. Let's see. She gave $225,000 speech to a Brazilian bank. That's when she dreamed of hemispheric common markets with open trade and open borders. Speech in Canada, same amount of money. She says she wants America to get universal health coverage like you have here in Canada. In a speech to Goldman Sachs, she emphasized with big banks that she was far removed from the struggles of the middle class. She said in a speech to a major Wall Street firm about how bragging a senator, she did all she could to make sure the financial industry prospered. She said in another speech in 2013 that terrorism was not a threat to us as a nation. She said during another paid speech to Goldman Sachs, bragged about her great relationship with the financial industry and that she has a lot of respect for what it does. Another speech before Goldman Sachs admitted that as a senator, she tried to shift the blame from the economic meltdown away from the big banks. During another paid speech, she said to the industry itself, referring to Wall Street to strengthen our economy. During another big speech before another big bank, she said she needed Wall Street money to successfully run her campaign. Bought and paid for. And I've only touched the surface. I can't get all of this information to you in 27 days. I'm trying. I am trying my hardest. I am not sleeping. I am staying up at night reading. So I can, and writing notes to sum it all up as best I can for you. 800 941 Toll free telephone number. Or to all our friends in North Carolina, I don't want you to think that we have forgotten about you. Sort of like when we were the only news outlet that went down to Baton Rouge. And I, I, it was unbelievable, the devastation. Nobody pays attention, I guess, because they can't politicize it. But I know so many of you have been dealing with horrible, horrible flooding. And I, I mean, I, I've seen it too often in my career. I mean, people's lives are totally and completely upended. And you lose your house. And you don't know where you're going to live. And, it, uh, you know, you just it, it just is so disruptive and so difficult and so hard. And it doesn't end. It goes on for the next year of your life. So we're thinking about you and uh, you're in our thoughts and prayers. I want to go over this, what I'm calling a Republican establishment, Democratic establishment, media establishment, globalist, lobbyist, U.N. establishment. It's everything that conspiracy theorists have said over the years and all of this is out there now in the open in terms of what Hillary Clinton thinks and what she believes and what John Podesta thinks about Catholics and let's have left-wing activists plot a Catholic spring and let's infiltrate the Catholic Church and let's advance our progressive ideology to foment revolution who thinks like this this is this is like you know, communism and Soviet Union propaganda. It's really sad, but it's also true. And it's also reality. And it's also the world you live in. You know, Hillary Clinton's dream of a hemispheric common market, open trade and open borders. She said that in one of her speeches. Hillary Clinton's campaign said they wanted to face Trump in the general election. Okay, let's see what happens in 27 days. I still think Trump can win. Now, for the Nate Silvers of the world that say Hannity doesn't believe in polls, the only site's online polling after Trump wins a debate. No, that's not true. The polls right now are not accurate. 
because the polls out now reflect 72 straight hours of more coverage of the Access Hollywood tape that we now know that NBC purposefully delayed the release of to time it before the debate, as TMZ reports. So it doesn't reflect Donald Trump's incredible debate performance. It doesn't reflect yet another 1,200 WikiLeaks drops today. It doesn't reflect what we've learned from the previous WikiLeaks drops. It doesn't reflect that, you know, Hillary knew that Saudi Arabia and Qatar were funding ISIS. It doesn't reflect the the media. You know what this is? This is a media assault on your mind. What do you mean by that, Hannity? Because they're propagandizing you. They're posing as objective journalists, and they are not, as we know about Univision, as we know about NBC, as we know about CNBC, as we know about the New York Times and the Boston Globe and CNN. And we also know that they conspire and release questions to Hillary ahead of time. We know all of this is true. We know that during a paid speech in front of a big bank, Clinton said she needed Wall Street money to run a successful campaign. We know that senior aides edited her statement to downplay her connection to TPP. Remember, she said it was the gold standard after the passage of TPA. So she didn't want to be seen as the globalist big trader that she is. But we also know from WikiLeaks that she says one thing privately and believes one thing privately and fights for one thing privately, but says something very different to you. So just like the media assaults your mind, she is assaulting your mind with lies and misinformation and propaganda as a course that's a regular course of doing business for Hillary. That's the level of dishonesty and corruption here. You know, we know that the Clinton campaign emailed former Obama interior secretary Ken Salazar to try and get him to write an op-ed attacking Bernie Sanders. You know, poor Bernie Sanders ought to be sitting there. What a sucker he was. They had they they the fix was in from day one. They'd got Bernie Sanders. Senior aide said of Clinton's asked, What is wrong with the people of New Hampshire? Days before Clinton was defeated by Sanders in the state. Oh, the people in New Hampshire, you paying attention? You Bernie voters in New Hampshire, what's wrong with you people? They think you're stupid. Because you're not voting for her. You weren't voting for her. Chelsea Clinton, to her credit, flagged a number of concerns, conflicts of interest. The Clinton campaign colluded over email with Obama's Department of Justice. So we got a conspiracy now with the media and the Clintons, the White House and the Clintons. They coordinated talking points. And the Department of Justice, you know, the same Department of Justice run by Loretta Lynch. She needs to be put under oath because of what happened here and the collusion to get her off the hook for the many laws she violated I told the story yesterday about this guy that took pictures in a submarine. He's in jail today. He took six pictures in a submarine, classified information, and for doing so, he got a year in jail. One incident. You know, I guess his last name's not Clinton. Christian Saucier is his name. He had his mother on the program a while back. He's in jail now for a year. His wife and kids will wait a year to see him again. Well, maybe if they visit on Sunday. Maybe they can bring a cake and a file on it or something. Doubt it. Doubt it's going to work. By the way, when I get put in jail, if Hillary's elected, you're going to come bail me out, right? No, I'm going to bring you a cake with a file on it. A lot of good that's going to do. They're going to put me in maximum prison with Bubba. After all, we're all, all a bunch of redneck deplorables that are irredeemable, so I guess I'll be in prison with irredeemable deplorables. Uh, rednecks. Rednecks, like me. 
I'm a redneck. You know, look, man, the other guy's base is what I grew up in. You know, I'm basically your standard redneck. Wow. The Clinton campaign colluded over the email with the Department of Justice during the investigation into a private email server. That is called a crime. That is illegal. We see that members of the Clinton campaign on these uh, WikiLeaks were mocking my boss at the Fox News channel, Rupert Murdoch, for his belief in Catholicism and being a Christian. I wonder if Catholics are going to vote for Hillary. We know that Bill Clinton's chief of staff wrote that Clinton was losing it after Hillary lost the New Hampshire primary. The Clinton campaign, get this, I hope the families of Benghazi are listening. They wanted to use the death of four Americans in Benghazi as a distraction from the email scandal. That's pretty sick. Clinton's top advisors were telegraphing the fact that Kane would be her VP a year before actually naming him. They said they wanted to face Trump. Now, let me go over some of these speeches again, because, you know, we're learning a lot. She wants to cut your Social Security benefits. She's in bed with the media. There's a conspiracy with the media on so many different levels. Every facet of the media. She believes in global governance. We know that she screwed Bernie voters over royally in all of this. Uh, They even tell her when to smile. The DNC was colluding with her to screw Bernie. We know that you had pay to play in terms of the people. Even Chelsea Clinton recognized serious concerns about the Clinton Foundation and the State Department. We know that the emails revealed that ABC News, during the deadly attacks, well, the Clintons were cashing in even on the Haiti interests and giving the contracts to their big donors. I and mean, it's so disgusting. But listen to all these revelations about the speeches she gave. You know, during a speech in front of a big bank, Clinton said she needed Wall Street money to run her campaign. 280 grand. During a speech, Clinton said it was up to the industry, Wall Street, to strengthen the economy. During a speech before Goldman Sachs, she tried to shift the blame for the economic meltdown. She says, I tried to shift the blame away from you guys, away from Wall Street and big banks. During another paid speech before Goldman Sachs, she bragged about her great relationship with the financial industry and has so much respect for what they do. During another paid speech, she said that terrorism is not a threat to the nation. During another paid speech, she bragged how, as senator, she did all she could to make sure their industry prospered. Let's see, 225, 225, 220, 280, 225, 262, 500. Goldman Sachs, another one. She's far removed from the struggles of the middle class. Unbelievable. I don't know what else to tell you. I I just, there is, Donald Trump is up against Republicans. He's up against Democrats. He's up against the media. He's up against the U.N. and the globalists. I don't know. I, 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 how do you defeat that? And then those of us that are honest and say we're voting for Trump, we're beaten up. You know, Hillary even had her interviews pre-scripted. This was in there just when you think the collusion with the media couldn't get any worse. We learned the TV interviewers were handed scripts before they questioned Hillary Clinton that they were ordered to follow. By the way, there's no longer any doubt that Trump was 100% right when he said the election is being rigged. 
Anyway, in one of the recently hacked emails of John Podesta, a script is shown in an email chain prior to Clinton going into uh, calling into MSNBC, indicating that Clinton reads from scripts during interviews and also suggesting mainstream media collusion. In the email, the director of speechwriting for Clinton informs Podesta that um, they're going to call into the Chris Hayes show. Has anyone ever seen this show? I keep reading it. It exists. I've never seen it. In the email thread, it directs Hayes to ask Clinton, tell me about your new tax proposal. Guess what Chris Hayes does. Tell us about your new tax proposal. And she responds, oh, as you know, Chris, right now the super wealthy and big corporations use every trick in the book to game the system and avoid paying billions of dollars in taxes. It's not right, Chris. So today I proposed adding a new fair share surcharge on multimillionaires and closing loopholes to make it harder to game the system. Wow. Can't make this up. You've got most GOP senators that stabbed Trump in the back and ran for the hills, apparently backed amnesty. There's not a surprise there. Laura Ingram's LifeZet.com points out as Republican elites continue to defy Republican voters on a crucial on the crucial issue of immigration. It's not surprising that the Senate open borders crowd is refusing to back Trump, largely because of his immigration position. While only 30 percent of Senate Republicans voted for the open borders gang of eight, the percentage was far higher among Trump defectors. Among senators who were in office in 2013, 55 percent, six of 11 of those who now say they cannot support Trump voted for the gang of eight legislation. Kelly Ayotte, look, I'm not going to get into this because at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, term limits would be a good idea. The Nebraska Senator Deb Fisher has now reversed her call for Donald Trump to resign from the GOP ticket, telling a local radio station that it's not a tough choice to back him just three days after she urged him to quit. Maybe she got backlash from her constituency like Paul Ryan is getting and every other Republican is getting. I don't know what else to do here. You know, Brazil had the exact wording of the proposed town hall question before CNN. How is that possible? 1,200 more WikiLeaks emails today. Told you about the Catholic Spring, where John Podesta wants to basically infiltrate the Catholic Church and, and move a progressive left-wing ideology and foment revolution. They don't like Catholics, the left. They don't like Christians either. I don't particularly see an affinity for the Jewish community. I don't know. Catholics and Jews seem to vote Democrat every election season. Maybe now that they know how the Democrats really feel about them, they'll revisit that choice. But only time will tell. You know, I keep telling all of you, I don't know how this election is going to come out. I just don't have a feel for it because I don't know. We don't have real polling now because the polling out now only exists after the 72-hour barrage of the Access Hollywood tape, we know that Donald Trump's good showing in the debate is not factored into the current polls. And we know that the WikiLeaks is not factored into the current polls. So I don't know how all of this is going to fall out. But I know this. All these years I've been in radio, now my 30th year, really, about my 30th year, Not full-time, but I started 30 years ago. 
all these years now, I've started my 21st year in, on the Fox News channel. I've always known government is corrupt. I've always known that they have contempt for the American people. I've always known that there's been collusion with a compliant left-wing media. All the media is now, all this exposes is they're just a, an extension of Clinton. They're an extension of Obama. I had no idea how profound I was in 2007 and eight when I said journalism's dead. Add to that Republican establishment figures that they go along to get along with Democrats. That's why they never challenged Obama on his agenda. That's why they never kept their promise about repealing, replacing Obamacare. That's why they never stopped illegal, unconstitutional executive amnesty. Because you got a Republican establishment in bed with a Democratic establishment, in bed with a media establishment, in bed with a globalist lobbyist establishment, and a U.N. establishment. They don't care about you. They don't care about what I talk about, 95 million Americans out of the labor force, 12 million, 13 million more on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, lowest home ownership rate in 51 years, worst recovery since the 40s. They don't care about that we doubled the debt. Republicans contributed to it. The thing that threatens them the most is Donald Trump because they can't control him. That's why... He's so hated. I wish I could help more than I am. Because Hillary represents the worst in this country. The most corrupt person ever to run for this office. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity show. Let's just go through what we know so far, because we have another release today of WikiLeaks. We know how Saudi Arabia and Qatar, the Clintons, knew were funding ISIS. We know the corruption of the media. How Univision, NBC, the New York Times, the Boston Globe, and CNN, among others, are colluding with the Clinton campaign at varying levels. Uh, We know that NBC, this was a TMZ story today, planned to use the Trump audio to influence the second debate, according to their sources within NBC telling them. And top executives knew about the video long before they went public. How's that for corruption from your news media and Facebook on top of it and so much more? Then we also have the list of so many other things that we've learned. They confirm the worst accusations about Hillary against Bernie Sanders. In other words, the level of collusion, even Donna Brazile is the head of the DNC helping the Hillary Clinton campaign. We learned that the Clinton campaign, among many, many other things, that they take one posture publicly, Hillary does, And another privately, we know that they said they can't possibly vet all of those refugees. We know that Hillary praised Vladimir Putin. We know that uh, the new DNC chair gave Clinton a heads up on Sanders plan and also a heads up on some of the debate questions. We know that Hillary didn't, although she said Sunday night she expressed her support for no fly zone in a private Wall Street speech, said it was impossible. We know that most Clinton Foundation donors aren't American. We know that she supported the Keystone Pipeline and she supported fracking until she didn't. And they figured out how to get her to transition away from her previously expressed positions. We know that uh, Wall Street friendliness was at a level that nobody ever experienced. And on top of all of that, she believes in open trade and open borders to the extent that she wants an open Western Hemisphere, which would mean 600 million people can come and go as they please. 
And then, of course, we needed both a public and a private position on the issues to manipulate the American people. That's only a small summary. Newt Gingrich is back with us. He was in Huntington last night. I heard the place was packed and you sold out. Yeah, we, had a, we had a great time, a terrific crowd, and the folks at Huntington always do a wonderful job, and they did. They literally ran out of uh, treason, uh, which is very exciting when you're not there to have that many people run out of it. Had a great sale for Callista and for uh, awesome. her, her new book, uh, and, uh, and, and, she and she and Ellis the Elephant are doing well, and Hail to the mm-hmm. Chief is off to a great start. And we are going to be at bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey tonight. All right. I only gave you headlines. For me to go into detail on all of this, it will take the whole half hour. Oh, you know, you know somebody said this earlier today, and I'm thinking about it. Maybe somebody should do a YouTube lecture that takes all the WikiLeaks stuff and puts it in an organized, understandable form. There's only one person like- I know that can do that, by the way. Well, I mean, it could be like 10 or 12 hours. I mean, pe- people have no idea. Uh, I mean, the, the collusion between the media and the Clinton campaign alone would be an entire lecture. The collusion, illegally in my judgment, between the Justice Department, the White House, and the Clinton campaign would be an entire... I mean, you could literally do a, a course on introduction, you know, <clears throat> Corrupt Government 101, well, I mean, this is this now course. you just have really pointed out a very troubling dilemma. We've got 27 days to go. Right. I mean, and so, we've got more of these revelations coming up. We got a, a, a 1,200 more emails today to go through. I mean, this uh, is my just finding I, the I headlines think, is a problem. I think there are there are three packages, if you will. One is you got to keep scanning because who knows what the next weird thing is going to be. The second is you've got to target specific things. For example, a large number of Catholic groups are coming together to demand that the Clinton Communications Director be fired because the WikiLeaks indicate that she is an anti-Catholic and anti-Christian bigot. Uh, and so you take specific breakthroughs where you learn something uh, and you target that to the, the group that has the biggest reason to be mad about it. And then the third is you find the five or six things that are, are the equivalent of a total explosion. Uh, as you know, the one I think is the most damaging to Hillary, in fact, I think it's not survivable if we could drive it home enough, is her speech to the Brazilian, the secret speech to Brazilian bankers for 225000 after they paid 400000 to Bill Clinton eight months earlier, in which she says, my dream, and I think the word dream is really important, my dream is of an open border Western Hemisphere. Now, that means that MS-13 violent gangs from El Salvador, the Mexican drug cartels with Mexican heroin, the FARC in Colombia with cocaine, would all have an open border. And as you pointed out in the introduction, it would mean that 600 million people would have an open border to come to the U.S. I think if you could explain that to the average American and said, do you really believe we could afford the risk of Hillary Clinton? I think she would get crushed if that one fact about that one speech was driven home hard enough. Well, I agree with that. But let me go back to your comments about, you know, John Podesta, left-wing activist, wanting a Catholic spring. Quote, there needs to be a Catholic spring in which Catholics themselves demand the end to the Middle Ages dictatorship and the beginning of a little democracy and respect for gender equality in the Catholic Church. And that's on top of going after specific Catholics by name. 
Now, well, but, that, but that fits. Look, the secular left is anti-Christian, anti-Jewish. Uh, they they are desperate, and, and they're arrogant enough that they believe they have the right, and they're prepared to use the power of government. And by the way, there's a uh, a commission in Massachusetts that is seriously looking at whether or not to make it illegal to use inappropriate gender references, like you know, our father would be an inappropriate gender reference. Now that that is such a this a totalitarian state. People on the left don't mind using the power of government to impose their values, and their values are remarkably anti-Christian and anti-Jewish. You know, I just think on so many levels, there's such a deep level of corruption here. I mean, then you've got the media aspect of this. What there really is, everything that people have talked about on the fringes about a a nexus between the media and the lobbyists and the Washington cartel and politicians— all seems to come together and almost seems to be proven true here. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, th- I think it's beyond almost. Look, uh, I, I tell everyone, it's, it's not that the media is in favor of Hillary Clinton. The media is Hillary Clinton. They're the same. They're, they're indistinguishable. Uh, part of the reason they're so frantic about trying to destroy Donald Trump is that he represents the end of their world. Uh, whereas Hillary represents the continuation of the corrupt, dishonest insider baloney that you see in, the, in these emails, some of which are, are quite remarkable, frankly, uh, in describing specific relationships with reporters, specific events involving uh, various debate information. You go down the list, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty astonishing. And what's interesting to me is, despite every effort of the elite media, to force our attention on, on Donald Trump's pretty stupid and, and disgusting comments 11 years ago, gradually the sheer weight of the WikiLeaks is forcing the country to pay attention to how bad it is. And gradually, I mean, there, there was a four-point shift in one day in that poll that, that showed that, that Hillary was, uh, was ahead. Uh, and literally, the, the day before the debate, she was up 11, had been pounding the country for two solid days, with this tape after the debate immediately after the debate uh, she had dropped four points and was beginning to go back and this is in a poll which greatly oversampled democrats and undersampled republicans so i think you're going to see the country back talking to itself this week digesting the information uh, randy evans who you know well is a brilliant uh, attorney uh said a little while ago on tv that he's willing to stipulate that our candidate is sometimes crude but they will concede that Hillary Clinton is both corrupt and dangerous. Let me go to some of this other stuff that's out there. Now, we know that she talked about a basket of deplorables. We just played Bill Clinton saying Trump's base is your standard redneck. Then in the WikiLeaks, we found out some other things. In an exchange between John Podesta and Jennifer uh, Palmari, the uh, campaign d- uh, director of communications, I know she's begun to hate everyday Americans. I think we should at least use it once the first time she says I'm running for president because, you know what, you have everyday Americans. They need a champion, and they agree that that's the strategy. And then the Clinton campaign emails, you know, how to produce an unaware and compliant citizenry. And I'm thinking, you know, and then she's scripted within her speeches when to smile. Have you ever had a speech? Well, you don't give speeches on teleprompter, and I don't give speeches on teleprompter. Nobody has to tell you when to smile or me when to smile or Donald Trump when to smile. 
you know, it may explain why some of her smiles look so insincere. I mean, you know, the, the folks who are listening at home, you know, look in the mirror sometime and try to snap on a smile. You know, because you, I mean, imagine this, you're, you're giving your speech and then it says smile. Uh, there, there was once, by the way, a U.S. senator who was getting a little old uh, who read his speech, including reading the section, pause for applause, uh, and uh, wait for the laughter. I mean, he just read every single instruction as though it was part of the speech, and he didn't notice that he was doing it. Uh, he lost the next election. Amazing, right? I mean, it really yeah. is good I because mean, it shows a level of being phony. Let me go back. Um, a friend of yours actually CC'd me on an email about how I was going after the media hard last night and and talked about, for example, how we need a president who bows to pressure to be politically correct, not calling terrorists Islamic terrorists, but behind the scenes attacking the American people the way Hillary does, thinking they're stupid and thinking they're compliant and and hating to talk about average Americans the way she does and referring to them as a basket of irredeemable deplorables and her husband calling them rednecks here. But then you got, you know, all of this reporter that will do anything for a scoop. Reporters are in bed with Hillary Clinton. You've got a, a traitor working, you know, within the campaign and in the White House and an unscrupulous lobbyist. By the way, the traitor was this guy that was working for Biden, a close aide that was working closely with Podesta. You know, add all of this together. Why don't you write a novel about this? Because it wouldn't seem real. <laughs> well, of course, you just gave the outline for treason. Uh, and and uh, that, that is part of why we wrote Treason as a novel, because we wanted to give people a real flavor of what we think is really going on. I mean, uh, I think people have to look at our experience with the Soviets when we now know from their archives that they may have had as many as 500 agents of influence. And um, imagine just one or two or three people who are converted by ISIS and who decide that they're going to, they're going to be double agents uh, and the amount of damage they could do in the American government. The whole point of treason is to say, look, this this war is real. Uh, and, and people like Hillary Clinton do not have a clue about how dangerous it is. And you can tell because their team gave billions of dollars to the Iranians who are backing the rebels in Yemen, who are firing missiles at the U.S. Navy. So, in effect, your tax dollars are paying the Iranians to buy the missiles to shoot at our own ships. Now, that's a level of nuttiness that should be in a novel, but it shouldn't be in the real world. I didn't get you to comment yet on the NBC executives that had the tape and multiple sources connected with NBC telling Harvey Levin at, at TMZ that they knew about the video long before they released it. They wanted to hold it because it was too early in the election, and they say that NBC execs have open disdain for Trump. Wow. And by the way, guess who's come under more fire for being openly conservative in this election is me. Oh, sure. Well, listen, you, you, you are one of the people who is uh, clearly on the wrong side, according to the elite media, because we are all supposed to fall into the same package. We're all supposed to do the same thing. And uh, what can I tell you? It's, it's, uh, you know, people have to have the courage to do what they think is right. I believe Hillary Clinton would be the most corrupt and the most dangerous person ever elected president. Let me ask you this last question. Okay. Because I ask you every time, why do you still feel that Donald Trump is going to win this? Because I believe in the end the American people will not elect somebody whose dream 
is to open our southern border to 600 million people to allow MS-13 killers, Mexican drug dealers, and Colombian cocaine dealers in the U.S. over an open border. And if we can drive that message home to enough people, she will lose in a landslide. If you're in New Jersey or New York, you want to see Newt Gingrich tonight. He's at bookends at 7 p.m. I assume you're giving a speech as well, and you'll be there with your wife. And uh, his brand-new book, by the way, is called Treason. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Great. Good talking. My husband, Ty Woods, was a Navy SEAL and a fierce patriot. He was killed during the attack in Benghazi while saving American lives under the charge of our State Department. When Hillary Clinton was challenged by Congress on who was to blame for the attack, her response was a disgrace. The fact is, we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? The difference is while most families are reunited, some make the ultimate sacrifice. The difference is having accountability. The difference is being truthful to the American people. We need a leader who tells it like it is, who will have our backs. A leader we can trust to tell the truth. That leader is Donald Trump. Great America PAC is responsible for the content of this message. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? Every time I see this on TV, I see these bloody fingerprints crawling down the wall of that Benghazi place, and I keep asking everybody, are there, uh, do those belong to my son? And nobody has told me anything. I need to think about is the legacy of my son and, um, and the legacy of my family as well. And I would love to sit down with Hillary Clinton if she'd agree to do it as well. And, you know, at the same table by the same operator, uh, have a lie detector test. Libya was a different uh, kind of uh, calculation, yeah. and we didn't lose a single person. But were any of these U.S. military personnel not permitted to travel on a rescue mission or relief mission to Benghazi? They were not authorized to travel. How did the personnel react to being told to stand down? They were furious. Do you have a skiff in your home? Yes, I did. Okay, and who else was at your home? Were you alone? I was alone, yes. The whole night? Well, yes, the whole night. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. I was told a few things, and they were all lies. Obama and Hillary and Panetta and Biden and uh, Susan. What our assessment is as of the present is in fact what it began spontaneously in Benghazi uh, as a reaction to what had transpired some hours earlier in Cairo, where of course, as you know, uh, there was a violent protest outside of our embassy uh, sparked by this uh, hateful video. Let me state very clearly, and I hope it is obvious, that the United States government had absolutely nothing to do with this video. I want to wish Hillary a happy Mother's Day. She's got her child. I don't have mine because of her. There was a montage of uh, people involved in the Benghazi attack. Remember, 600 requests, security denied. 13 hours, nobody could decide whether to send in brave men and women to save those people and A stand-down order given at the CIA complex about a mile away. Well, there were people that were willing to give their life, Glenn Darty and Ty Woods in particular, 
to save their fellow Americans, which they did do. Now, part of the revelations out of WikiLeaks is the fact that they actually used Benghazi as a distraction from the email scandal. It's unbelievable. Anyway, joining us now is Connie Hare and Karen Vaughn. She lost her son, Navy SEAL, Aaron Vaughn, in Afghanistan. Welcome, both of you. And uh, I understand, by the way, Connie, that, you know, people like Dorothy Woods and Karen have been out there on the campaign trail for Donald Trump. What's going on? Yeah, well, we're at, right now we're having a bus tour, Women for Trump, in North Carolina because the the, all of the polling is showing that it will come down to women in places like North Carolina and outside of Philadelphia because it's, it's got to be women who turn out, women who care about security, women who care about their families. We have two very different futures. When you walk into that polling booth, it is not about two different names, two different personalities on that ballot. It is about two different futures that this country is going to take. One of them means a road toward communism, socialism, government ownership of everything, government telling you what you're going to do, or the other is freedom, liberty, freedom to be who we are, freedom to make our own choices in life, freedom to choose our own doctors, freedom to be American. So if Donald Trump represents that freedom, that liberty, and Hillary Clinton represents a disastrous future for this country. You know, and Karen, I got to meet you a lot on the campaign trail this year as we were out doing our coverage. And you have been in Donald Trump's corner now for a long time. And you see these attacks, this coordination with the news media, uh, coordinated attacks by weak Republicans in D.C. And then, of course, you got the Democratic complex all against them. I mean, what do you make of all of this? You know, Sean, thanks for having me. And what I what I would like to say, if I could scream this to every American listening to, to your show right now, is this. If all of the elites are against him, what what do you think is behind that? I mean, if, if, if all of this elite Republican uh, Party and these, these elite Democrats and these moneymakers across the country, if everybody wants to, all these establishment people, if they all want to see him fail, if they all want to see him destroyed, why do you think that is? And Connie hit it right on, right hit the nail right on the head. I, I am in complete agreement. I believe we're looking at two completely different Americas, Sean, at, at the end of this election. And you know, for the love of God, I want I want to be a sovereign nation when this is all over with. I do not want it to be said that you know my son gave his life for a global society you know with open borders and free you know that's not what aaron gave his life for sean and so i am you know i I thought of you though karen of my strength i thought of you during the debate when when donald trump answered the question about mr khan and said he wouldn't have died if i was president because i wouldn't have sent them into a war that hillary then politicized and after five thousand people died including your son although he was in afghanistan at five thousand total uh, I wouldn't have sent them there, especially if you don't have a commitment to winning the war, which she never had. And then she actually used this statement. She said, well, it was a mistake. I made a mistake. I sent these men to die and bleed and suffer and, and lose their limbs and, and literally come back disfigured. It was a mistake, but we got to learn from my mistake. And I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty callous. Secretary Clinton, let's talk about your vote in favor of the war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. You since said it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was not something you said you would do again. I asked before for people to raise their hand if you served in Iraq. Can you do it again? Mm-hmm. 
How do you think these people feel when the person running to be their commander-in-chief says her vote to go to war in Iraq was a mistake? Look, I think that the decision to go to war in Iraq was a mistake. And I have said that my voting to give President Bush that authority was, from my perspective, my mistake. I also believe that it is imperative that we learn from the mistakes, like after action reports are supposed to do. And so we must learn what led us down that path so that it never happens again. I think I'm in the best possible position to be able to understand that and prevent it. Nobody in the media really picked up on that. Now we know why, because the media is in the tank for Hillary, but and it's so coordinated what they're doing. But I thought of you and I said, wow, that's that's a pretty amazing answer, isn't it? That if we're not it, it really we, we can't send men. We can't send America's treasure, your son, to fight, bleed, die on the battlefield just to give back the gains they make because it's not politically expedient any longer. And that's what we did again, like we did in Vietnam again. And all these people die. Oops, we made a mistake. Oops, my mistake. Really? I, I can't imagine how the parents like you feel. It's, it's very hard to stomach. I, I will tell you, when, when parts of Iraq fell the first time, it literally, Billy and I, I told, I looked at Billy and I said, I just need to go to bed because it was literally that overwhelming of a, of a painful feeling. And yes, then to hear her just use this, this excuse as a mistake and, and that that's okay. You know, I was just, I was just um, talking a little bit with, with Catherine Harris this morning. You know the story that she's breaking about this arms deal with, with Libya and the truth that's coming out on that. You know, and I asked her, I wrote her and I said, you know, is there any possibility that those arms made their way to Afghanistan? You know, is this another Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, debacle? And, and how are we going to find out who has been murdered in those foreign countries at the hands of Hillary Clinton's deal with this? Mm-hmm. You, you know, Tom, these tentacles just spread out so far. And so, again, like Connie said, this is a choice. This isn't a choice between somebody who's a smooth talker and a crude talker. I'll tell you something. I'll take a crude talker any day who loves my country and who wants to protect the sovereignty of our nation. This, and this is what this election's about. And so, yes, we, we have got a, a woman on one side who literally would, would sell her soul to get the power of that seat in that, in that Oval Office. And we've got another man who stepped out and put himself through hell for the sole purpose of trying to save his country. He didn't have to do this. You know, I, I still can't understand why he's still fighting. I'm thankful to God that he is. But, you know, I wonder every day why he stays in this fight, because of what this nation has put him through, what this 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 elite Republican Party and this elite Democrat Democrat Party have put him through. I don't even understand. It's a that. pretty powerful statement. And we also know we have the women that uh, have been victimized by Bill and Hillary Clinton on uh, TV tomorrow night, including Kathy Shelton. Uh, We told her story yesterday. Connie, you know, it's very interesting because on the periphery all these years has been a guy that I love and you work for for a long time, and that's Louis Gohmert. And look at how they've treated Louis over the years. Look at how they treat the Freedom Caucus guys at this point. Look at how they treat Iowa Congressman Steve King. That's basically it in the house of the people that I trust or depend on or think are principled. The rest of them, I I don't have no use for any of them. There are a few. There are a few, and we're out there fighting day and night to to overthrow the establishment elitist people in this country who think they know what's best for us better than we know ourselves. 
That's not that doesn't work. That's not what a republic is. That's not even what a democracy is. We're supposed to be the the drivers of our own destiny. And we are no longer that when we let the government literally control everything. So if I could ask, Sean, for people to go to Women for uh, Trump bus on Facebook, Women for Trump bus, and we are out there on the road, women uh, that are wives of members of Congress, we have uh, chiefs of staff, we have people out here, women, very strong women. Hillary Clinton does not speak for us. I will not vote for someone because I share her anatomy. And by the I way, want- by, and you should point out you are a staunch, passionate Ted Cruz supporter, and I, we've always Amen. liked Ted. Amen. Yeah. I went out on the road, volunteered, did whatever I could for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is not on the ballot now. Hillary Clinton is. Hillary Clinton has covered for the way her husband abused women. She has intimidated women into silence. I got to tell you, Sean, when I saw you interview Juanita Broderick, the look on her face is a look that I recognize in my own mirror because the same thing happened to me by a very close family member. And it is without a doubt Juanita Broderick is telling the truth. It's probably the hardest interview years ago I ever did in my life, listening to her. And I remember what Lisa Myers said when she called and said, "Uh, we're not going to be able to run the tape. Um, I have good news and bad news. The network thinks you're really credible, too credible. So you're saying you're a rape victim like she was a rape victim. Right. That's horrible. That's horrible. I've known you all these years, and I'm so sorry you went through that. Sean, I was 12 years old. Okay. Kathy Shelton was 12, yeah. I did not know what to do, who to go to, where to go to. But Juanita Broderick was 35. She knew who to go to. But the chief law enforcement officer in the state, Bill Clinton, was the attorney general. He was going to run for governor. How can you go to law enforcement when it's controlled by a corrupt man who bit her through the lip and said to her, better put some ice on that? I... My heart bled for her when you interviewed her. I, I cannot believe that someone that was 35 years old was put into the same Listen, position that a 12-year-old was. You, you lived through it. Do. Kathy Shelton was smeared by Hillary over it. Exactly. And exactly. yes, I've, always, I've been asked all the time, do you believe Juanita? And I said, absolutely. I believe Juanita. No. And you know what? She would have gone to the authorities had Hillary Clinton not gone to her and True. threatened her into silence. I've got to let you both go. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate it, Connie. And we're sorry about that, uh, what you've that's, gone through in your right. life. I've known you. You've been it's a friend for is. years. Well, it's not that simple, but we love you. You know that. Love and, you. And Karen Vaughn, we love you, too. Thank you so much for being I with love us. love you, too. All right. 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. If a woman sleeps with your husband, you're not going to necessarily embrace them. Well, um, I, think, I wonder off. why she didn't have... Well, that's why when he brought up this, these allegations, I wonder if she missed the opportunity to address it in a way that the public would understand that that's just well, not how you behave. Well, the big said, issue... I, I would like to apologize to those tramps that have slept with my husband maybe she could have said that and you know he uses he uses his fame as the way to get around that he said when you're famous you can do this yeah. no d you can't yeah no. women don't like that that's very piggish behavior oh he's a pig that's saying the least though well, i, I mean, think that, that you know how- no, but he also said don't don't impugn me 
because something I said 10 years ago. Bill Clinton did his thing 20 years ago. Well, plus and he's he paid for it. Old. He's a dirty old man. That's what he is. Well, for the people who are his constituents, they, I would think that they're having second thoughts. They have daughters. They have yeah, sisters. Yeah, they, they have may, mothers. Yes, they may. You really want this pig sitting in the White House? Again, they will play this tape about grabbing a woman's genitals over and yes. over and over again if he is the yes. president. Right, and they're going to play the tape over and over again of Juanita and Kathleen Willey and uh, Paula Jones and and, of course, Kathy Shelton, who we had on this program yesterday. And Hillary defended her with a, a dubious defense of basically shaming a 12-year-old girl who was a victim. And then on top of that, trying to say she's crazy. And then on top of that, oh, evidence just magically disappeared that would have proved the guilt of her client. Oh, and on top of that, of course, she was out there laughing on video that she got this guy off who she believed was guilty. Guilty. How do you possibly, possibly justify that? Really, Joy Behar? I would have been fired for saying something like that. Pretty interesting. But, of course, now we know the media complex is totally and completely and utterly in the tank for the Clinton campaign. Rose Tennant is the host of Rose Unplugged, who openly was at a rally for Donald Trump in Pennsylvania on Monday. D.C. McAllister with The Federalist and PJ Media. Welcome both of you uh, back to the program. Uh, D.C., you wrote an article about the tape that was released on Friday and the double standard by the media. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. The left is always pure and pristine when it comes to judging the right. They're not consistent. Like these women, they're not true feminists. They don't really care about women. They're statists. They're liberals. So if you threaten them on that, on that level, they're going to attack the women. They're going to shame you. They're going to put you and silence you. And this is what they do. They don't stand for women, stand for rights. They're not really caring about sexism. They want power, and they care about their status agenda. Yeah, it's true. Rose, you see the same thing. I mean... You know, the fact that they they made such a big deal about the tape and nobody's defending the tape and nobody says that Donald Trump should talk like that. And he apologized, said he was ashamed and embarrassed. Okay, those are words. But to think that all of the actions of Bill and Hillary and their surrogates to smear, slander, besmirch and hurt women and the whole Kathy Shelton case, which takes it to an entirely different level. You know, it's pretty amazing because, you know, 30 days out when they're making such a big deal about uh, a tape from 11 years ago, words, the whole media complex that we now know through WikiLeaks that is so active and involved in helping in the election of Hillary Clinton was absolutely stunningly silent about the actions of the Clintons. And I mean, plural. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sean, listen, Trump past doesn't keep me up at night and it doesn't keep his supporters up. But what Hillary has in store for our future is what terrifies us. And I thought I was wondering what would happen after the release of the audio tapes and the videotapes of Donald Trump over the weekend, knowing that he would be in Ambridge on Monday. And after all the media hype, all the sanctimony from the left and the media, I kind of expected to see a diminished size, you know, crowd size and diminished enthusiasm. But I saw neither. And I think the reason for that is that Trump supporters or his supporters because they're tired of the corruption in D.C. That now, after all the, re- the release of all these emails, more than ever, is no longer a se- sneaky suspicion, but it's become a reality for all of us. And that crowd was so passionate. Um, I've been to many of his rallies all over the country. I speak at his rallies here in Pennsylvania, and I have never, ever seen a crowd this passionate before. They always loved him. They've always shown enthusiasm. But the level of passion that they brought to this rally. But is that going to was... put him over the top? I mean, you look no, up. Yes. 
because he fights back, because he's starting to fight back again. I do think he's going to win. I really do. And I don't believe the polls. I won't even look at them, and I'm tired. I, you know, but, Rose, morning, here's where I may what? disagree with you. I do believe polls. Okay, I believe uh, now. I think there are certain factors that but, may may come yeah, into play. And, and but, let me tell you what it is this time, Sean. Never before has anyone had to take into consideration the number of Democrats that are voting. I wish that, I mean, I have to, I have to be careful with the information I receive, so I can't even give you examples that I would love to give you. But I can tell you that lifelong Democrats, Democrats that have worked within the party, who are known, who hold positions, they are not voting for Hillary. And the polls do not reflect that. And that's why I think this I time, think there might be a vote. I'm, there may be a percentage of vote out there, maybe, of people that won't admit publicly they're voting for Trump because they don't want to hear it and they don't want to tell any pollster anything. I, that's a factor. That goes beyond just the Republicans that don't want to, I, to I, admit it. Well, maybe, but I'm. But you know something, Rose, that's the only thing we have to go on. And for me to sit here and say to my audience that I don't believe the polls, I think I'm doing them a disservice. I think I've got to give them the truth. You know, well, all, these, where you're coming all, from, all but... these years, I remember in 2012, Dick Morris swore Mitt Romney was going to win and... You know, I said, why do you believe that? And, you know, he gave me his reasons and I listened, but I never truly believed it. D.C., where do you come down on this? I believe the polls. I also really understand that there's a a very passionate part of the country that supports Trump. But the rest of the country is very distracted by the sex issue. And what I want to say to them is that what is going to threaten your future more? Donald Trump and his sexual exploits? Or the corruption of Hillary Clinton. And I'd also like to point out the sexism of the left and the agendas and the policies of the Democratic Party hurt women. They violate women. They're brutal to women. Abortion itself is a sexist and attacks women. It is not good for women. The feminist agenda is not good for women. And so really, if you're concerned about sexism, look at what the party, look at what the ideology of the left is doing to women in our country. And is, is what Donald See, Trump See, that's said a powerful Trump- argument. And look, but by the way, I want to just add one thing to the poll argument, though. And Rose, I want you to hear this. Okay. We don't have an accurate poll out today because the fallout from all of this WikiLeaks dump, again, we got another dump today, and the fallout from the debate, none of that has been measured. So any polls you're reading now are meaningless. So I will agree with you on that point. But up until this debate, post Donald Trump's, the release of the Access Hollywood tape, which we now know NBC planned to dump on him, mm-hmm. and they had for some period of time, Hillary was ahead. So that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give my audience the most accurate picture I can, and to be honest, there's no accurate poll picture right, out now, right now that, that shows the impact of these evolving events. Well, they have to get out and talk to people about what's really important for the future and get off this whole thing about the sex stuff. Because that's not what's going to affect our future and protect us from Islam and Russia and the many international things that we're dealing with, especially, and also get our economy going and deal with Obamacare and have the Supreme Court. These are the issues that we need to be putting before to people constantly. And we have Hillary Clinton, who is corrupt, who's lied, who has put herself at risk because of her emails. This is something that people need to take seriously, and they stop, need to stop having a Kardashian mindset of it's all about sex all the time. And it's not. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but, you know, and, all, and something else that really bothered me is that around the same time that the, the audio tape was released, you know, Trump announced his National Security Council. No one even talked about that. Casey McFarland is going to be, I mean, there are some really great, really smart people who are going to be working with him where national con- uh, security is concerned. But you know what? He is, when he said he, it was one against three at the debate, 
my God, it is one against everybody right now. The media, I mean, it's clear now. Everything that we have suspected all along has been confirmed. I mean, it, it, there are so many people. I mean, it's no wonder he's doing as well as he is. Let me well, ask I mean, you. But- we've known that. We've known that for years. And so we I mean, need to we've never fighting. seen it. No, it has never been this clear, though, before D.C. I mean, this is, this is clear. I, we don't it, have the smoking gun here, right? We do have more evidence. Well, let me ask you both that question, because you're both women. And you both support Trump, and I know friends of mine that are women that support Trump. If they talk about it publicly, you know, there's always that group of liberal friends that feels free that they can unload on them and call them any name they want. Oh, I'm called names not by liberals. I'm, I'm attacked by people in the Never Trump movement. Simply. <laughs> you know, now because I, tr- I support Trump, not because I approve of everything he does, but because I right. support Trump, I'm an immoral, unprincipled, unworthy scumbag of a, of a woman. Well, and I don't even deserve by the way, well, the welcome, being called a woman. Welcome to my world, except just transfer the word woman for men, you know, because I get the same thing. You know, and, and then with all the clutter and all the noise, when you clear everything away, what is this election really about? Two exactly. very distinct visions and choices for the American people about the Supreme Court, about the word and use of the word and identifying radical Islam, about vetting refugees, about building a wall, about eliminating Obamacare, about tax cuts or tax increases, about energy independence or dependence, uh, about education. I mean, there's so many about profound government. Yeah. Li- well, I agree. Yeah. Bottom I mean, line. Yeah. You know, and th- this is where and then you look at the Republican Party. I mean, how weak and pathetic are they? Exactly. People always are saying that Donald Trump's going to be this dictator, and they're afraid of him. Well, you know, if you're really that afraid, actually hold him to account. Do your job in Congress. Have the balance of powers. But the bottom line is, he is not the cultural Marxist, the leftist, the statist that Hillary Clinton is. He's, He's not. And so I have a choice to make. Do I want her in the office who's going to take away more of my liberties and more of my fright, rights and more of my freedoms, or am I going to choose Donald Trump? And, you know, you know Sean, I, I supported Cruz. I ran Paul before him. I was not a big Trump supporter for a lot of reasons. But he is our choice now. And to malign people and stigmatize people because of their support for them, for, for him. Listen, D.C., it's wrong. worse than that. They, they look forward, and by this I mean these elites at the Wall Street Journal and the NRO and... You know, all these other people, I I won't even start mentioning them by name, including, by the way, most of the people that supported comprehensive immigration reform that ran at the first sign of trouble, which they always do. But these people never fought Obama. They allowed his agenda to be completely passed, including the debt and deficits that we rang up under Republican control of the purse. And, you know, something I listen and I watch these people And all I could say is all they want to do is stick their finger in the face of every Republican voter and say, see, you should have listened to us. You see, you did this. You did this. And meanwhile, Donald Trump is a creation of their failure. He is indeed. He absolutely is. And the other thing that's important is our Constitution. And the only thing, it's the Constitution that stands in the way of government becoming that organizing principle of society and our culture, and the progressives, and the left hate it, and that's why they, they seek every possible way around the Constitution. And I want someone who's going to preserve it, and I trust the appointments that Donald Trump is going to make where uh, the Supreme Court is concerned. I think that will, uh, that, well, I don't think. It will impact this country for generations, yes. and she will appoint the most radical judicial activist she can find. And if the Republicans are stupid enough not to elect Trump and they give the Senate to the Democrats, it's over. It's game over. 
And in terms of the country recovering, forget it. She will have unchecked power, executive power, and she will have a Senate that will never stop her. She will have a court that will never stop her. And that means executive orders, dictates, fiats at a level we have never seen before in our history. That's what you can expect under Hillary. And again, that gets lost as they muddy up the waters every time. And and Donald Trump is basically now fighting the media, fighting his own party, fighting the Democrats. And it's this cabal, this nexus of power that is trying everything they can do to take him down. And the right sitting over here on their puritanical purchase. Oh, I'm sorry, D.C. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she, they're all sitting there judging and bringing out the sexual immorality as if this is the worst thing that can possibly be. And, you know, a lot of Christians are coming around. You hear about, you know, it's idolatry to vote for, for Donald Trump. You can't do that. Well, I ask them, as Christians, do you want Islam coming over here and overrunning our country? Do you value your faith? Look at the, look at the treatment of Catholics. Look at the treatment of women. That's look right. at the conspiracy on every level that they have conspired with a so-called objective media. And I'm the one that gets slammed the entire election season. And I'm and honest. John, how about this morning? You wake up to the headlines, Trump versus the GOP. Trump alienates the GOP. For God's sake, who walked away from whom? Really, when it comes Good down point. to it. I am so tired of it. This is such a, it's such a battle. And again, I can't believe that he's doing as well as he is. Well, I really can't. That. And I, you know, I do want to say quickly again to the, the Christians who are who are standing there on the right, saying, you know, I, I, can't, bear that. To, I can't bear to, to you know, do this. Well, yes, you can. If you want to vote for someone who wants Islam to come in here to have us more dependent on government, how is that godly? How is that Christian? So, right. really, what is your principle vote? Add what that to the list of things that I've been for? criticized about in terms of my Christianity. How, what kind of Christian can you be? You know, if you supported Donald Trump and you didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. Christians have got to understand what's at stake here. All right. I got to let you both go. Well, Great I'm segment, both I'm, of you. I'm D.C. McAllister and Rose Tennant. We'll have you both back. Thank you. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. All right. No pressure there. 25 till the top of the hour. Toll-free telephone number 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. All right. Let's get to our phones. Ben is in Upper Darby in Pennsylvania. Hopefully a big swing state to Trump. What's going on, Ben? How are you? What's up, Sean? How are you? I'm good, sir. What's happening? I, I just wanted to call and let you know, I was at the Wilkes-Barre Trump rally Monday night, and yesterday CNN was saying that Trump started that. He, did, he didn't. He had absolutely nothing to do with it. That all started about two hours before the rally started. It started with one guy. CNN was doing a live shoot. I was sitting right behind the press pen. And this guy came up and started yelling at CNN to do their job. The girl that was doing the reporting had a CNN microphone. And this guy went up and he started screaming at them to do their job and be honest. And they stopped. Let me play the tape for our audience so they can hear it themselves. Here it is. They are so dishonest. You know, if crooked Hillary Clinton were up here and they had this kind of a crowd, the cameras would be showing the crowd all day long. Wow. Pretty powerful. You know, let me tell you something. CNN made a decision. They've gone all in for Hillary, 100% in for Hillary. It's outrageous. 
It is outrageous. I mean, you know, people make so much of uh, the fact that I am uh, I am the only conservative in America that actually has a television show on a news network. It's the opinion page. It's the last show of the day. Uh, and you would think it's the worst thing on, on God's green earth. And the fact that we keep winning all these months is driving people nuts. And thank God for you, Sean, because you know what? Every single part of this government, including the media, is totally corrupt. They are so corrupt. It is so despicable and so disgusting. And if we didn't learn anything in WikiLeaks, we learned this. There is collusion at a level we never imagined. Collusion at a level with the Justice Department we never imagined. Collusion with Hillary in the White House that we never imagined. It's unbelievable. That's what we're living with. Anyway, I appreciate it. Elaine, also in Pennsylvania. Elaine, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Um, I just want to speak out against Paul Ryan and his minions who are totally trying to uh, trash Trump. The arrogance and, and what they're trying to create is, is horrendous. Horrendous. And my father was a tank commander in the Army. He was a sergeant. If he was alive today, he'd be turning. These, these military people, they went and served for the freedom of this country. They didn't ask questions. These people who are trying to take down Trump, who is fighting against the most evil, corrupt person in this election, need to be ousted out immediately. Listen, Donald Trump is fighting every—he's fighting his own party. He's fighting every liberal. He's fighting the Democrats. He's fighting D.C. and Obama and the power of the, the bully pulpit. He's fighting the Clinton machine, and he's fighting a news media that is all in on Donald Trump. They are so biased, corrupt, abusive in their coverage— you know what they're doing? They're abusing the American people and the trust you have in them by not doing their job, deciding what they report on and what they don't report on. And that's how they manipulate their coverage. It is disgusting. It is journalism is dead. Don't watch CNN and think you're watching objective news. Don't watch NBC, Univision, ABC, CBS and think you're getting objective news. You're not. You're getting a one sided, slanted coverage all in support of Hillary Clinton. They're all in. Everybody's in the tank. They're all there. It's not a conspiracy. It's a reality. Everybody in Pennsylvania, in my area, and the groups I go to, we just have one thing to say. If you think we're going to blame this on Trump, we are not. We are blaming it on the elite Republicans who are obstructing, who are obstructing the candidate that the American people want. We will blame it on them. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I don't know what to say about the media anymore. I don't know what to say about these Republicans. I, I don't want any part of them. And you know what? It's interesting, Linda. I had no idea. All these years I've been covering corruption in Washington, and and more and more it's become clear that the Republican Party is weak and timid. They're more than that. They're corrupt. They are corrupt. They are as corrupt as the Democrats which is why they don't want Donald Trump. You're saying, Hannity, that's taking it a bit too far. No, it's not. You think the Republicans, if they wanted a wall, that they couldn't put up a wall? Yeah, they could. You think Republicans, that it happened by accident, that John Boehner took on nearly $5 trillion in debt? He didn't want to lose his power. They're not leading. They're not taking principled positions. They're not fighting for you. They're not standing up for your schools. They're not standing up to protect our borders. All they're doing is acting. They all go out there with feigned outrage, moral, you know, selective moral outrage. They're just like the Clintons.
And I think Republicans, especially Republican leadership, have made a decision. They would rather Hillary pick the next Supreme Court justices. So I don't have any use for them. To me, they're just like the Democrats. There's going to be a realignment. One way or the other, Trump wins or loses. There, there is a realignment coming. And it's going to be massive. And it's going to shake the core of Washington one way or the other. They can't avoid this. Because it's bigger than Trump at this point. Donald Trump is the, and I'll say it, he's an imperfect vehicle. But he certainly is instinctively right on identifying radical Islam and and the need to vet refugees and the need to secure our borders and the need for tax cuts to get America's economy going again. And he's right about education and he's right about health care and he's right about energy. If We just did those simple things. Our country would be profoundly better off. You, the American people, would be profoundly better off. What's so frustrating to me, I was talking to a guy today. And uh, he drives Uber, talking to this guy today. And uh, he's telling me about his life. And I'm like, you don't understand why this election is important, do you? And he goes, no, why? He said it's important because when the economy tanks and 95 million Americans don't work and we have open borders and we tax corporations to death, as Hillary talks about, and we raise taxes on the rich, as Hillary talks about, they're not going to invest money. They're not going to go to expensive restaurants. They're not going to buy expensive boats. They're not going to take expensive vacations. They're not going to spend their money. And if they do spend it, they'll do what the Clinton's friends do, and that means park their money overseas. And that means that other countries will do better than America as they're doing now. And I said, because it all impacts you. I'm going to be fine. Everyone here working for me is going to be fine. Hillary's president. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably try and put me in jail somehow. But, you know, putting that aside, I think I could put my whole team in jail. I can't blame them for everything I say. Uh, back to our phones, Orlando. Uh, and we have Marie standing by, News Radio WDBO. What's going on, Marie? Hi, Sean. Uh, hello from Florida. I'm a deplorable redneck. Yeah, deplorable um, redneck. What else are redneck, you? Irredeemable. Owner. Um, I've been hassled by so many friends and family even now about this objection uh, to women and all this stuff with Trump. And have they forgotten about Uma and her husband posing with their child and all these celebrities such as Madonna? Uh, oh, posing naked. Yeah, that's naked. a good point. You know, they're not bringing up any of the evil people that she's affiliated with. Or all their, and, their liberal Hollywood friends. They, they've right, really done a right. great job for the culture, haven't they? Right, exactly. What kind of examples are they for little girls and young women and, you know, becoming naked and posing and all this stuff for Hillary? It's just really, really sad. I, I used to say I'm a Republican. I'm not anymore. I'm a conservative and I'm for Trump. And people don't know what's coming, but it's going to be the end of Western civilization as we know it now. There's just no morals, and the country is just headed down the tubes, and I'm really, really scared. Listen, I, I can only tell you that if you bang your head against the wall and you expect something other than either a gash or a huge bump, and you think you're going to do it over and over and get a, get a different result, well, that's what Hillary represents. If you think it's exactly. going to be better... After Obama electing Hillary, it's not going to be. And that's a big problem for the country. And that's a big problem for all those people in poverty, on food stamps, out of work. That's a problem for people that want to, for the first time, get their new home. That dream is now literally sinking for so many people. 
And it's a problem. You know, one in seven Americans, this is shocking. One in seven Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. I, I mean, I'm stunned that nobody realizes how bad that is. That means you're one paycheck, two paychecks away from being up, you know what, creek. That means you're going to be the next one on food stamps. That means you'll be the next one in poverty. That means you'll be the next one whose home is foreclosed on. And all the suffering that is going on need not be. You allow trillions of dollars, multinational corporations, bring it back at a low tax rate. If you come to a fundamental understanding that corporations don't pay taxes, you drop the top corporate rate from from the highest in the world to the lowest of 15%. That means corporations will invest here. Factories will go up here. Manufacturing centers will be built here. American jobs will come back here. Cities can be revitalized like Detroit, Flint, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania here. And that's what works. John Kennedy did it and Ronald Reagan did it. Anybody that does it, you have massive economic growth. Now, am I saying this because I want to work in the factory? No, I'm I'm 54 years old for crying out loud. But I do care about all those people on food stamps in poverty and out of the labor force that I keep talking about. Millions of them. Real Americans, real suffering, real jobs going away those people have they don't even have a lifeline anymore except whatever crumbs hillary and podesta are going to throw before you it's unbelievable elizabeth wisconsin how are you thank you mr hannity for listening to my call here um i am so very disappointed in paul ryan i really you know we've all you know supported him and everything like this and the whole thing but now it's like all he it seems to be concerned about, at least this is how it comes off to me, is to keep our, our house. And, oh, well, guess what? We're just not going to write Hillary a check. We'll just give her a, we're not going to give her a blank check. But we just want to keep the house, so that's our main concern. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't even think there's any parties anymore. I mean, it's all like a big elite establishment club in the whole thing. There's a next, there's a media, Republican, Democrat, yes, elite establishment that has been working in conjunction with each other with each other to keep their lives great and your life is sinking. Exactly. I mean, I just don't understand this. And Paul Ryan, of all people, I mean... You know, we thought he was actually something. It was kind of like almost like a, like one of the saviors that was going to help us out here. Uh, Paul Ryan's been a big disappointment. Frankly, it's probably time for him to step aside too. Yeah, great. Yeah, grant you that's how I feel about it. But thank you very much for right. your time. Thank you, Elizabeth. God bless you. Thank you. You're you're what makes the country great. You're uh, you're the heart and soul of this great country. All right, uh, let's get to Brad in Panama City. What's up, Brad? Some people in Panama City, Florida, don't like me because of my spring break coverage, you know. No, you're still loved in Panama City, I guarantee it. What's going on, buddy? But, man, I'm no longer going to believe the polls. After what I saw last night, I went to the Trump rally. I was expecting maybe 7,000 people to show up. Twenty, Over 21,000 people showed up at Trump's rally last night. Listen, let me tell you, because we were talking about this in the last half hour with D.C. and Rose. I tend to believe polls. And now I usually throw out the high, throw out the low, and I look at the medium number a little bit. And here's what we don't have. We don't have polls post-debate. We don't have polls 
post-WikiLeaks revelations. We only have polls out now that are post-Donald Trump's comments. So remember, there's a delay in, in how the polls get this information out. I want to see if this is having an impact on the race. Now, look, I do agree that there could be an enthusiasm. Look, the, these rallies show a lack of enthusiasm for Hillary. It is nothing compared to Obama in 08 and 2012. These polls show an enthusiasm for Trump. I think it's true that there might be uh, underpolling of Trump in as much as people are not going to tell a pollster they're voting for him. But for the but most part, I've got to believe them. You know, for the most part, I'm going to accept them. And all that means if you're a Trump supporter is you better start to work harder. You know, well, I, I, I always say always play, even if you're up, play as though you are down. And you got to act as if it's a close race and you got to fight for every vote regardless. Whatever the polls are, you still got to fight. Make sense? People last night, and everybody was excited. I saw all races there. Yep. I saw all ages there, from teenagers to senior citizens. I mean, and there was just nothing but excitement in the air. And I think Trump is going to win by a landslide. Well, I'm not that optimistic. I'll take a win. I'll take a, an electoral. I'll take 270, please. That's all I'm looking for. All right. Got to take a quick break. 800-941-SHAWN. Don't forget Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.